listening to the Goal Digger Guide podcast. I'm your host, Brianne Burke. I'm here to help you to become the ambitious, confident, daring woman you are meant to be. I'll provide you with a no BS approach on tips, tricks, and takeaways that you will be able to implement into your life to further strive in becoming the best version of yourself. Learn to show up with your shoulders back, your head held high, while being unapologetically you. Attract what is meant to be yours through self-love, education, insight, and inspiration. Now let's get real AF. Hello, welcome back to the Gold Digger Guide podcast. I'm your host, Brianne Burke, and I'm super excited to talk about today's topic. It is going to provide you with a lot of valuable tips that you will be able to implement into your life immediately. But first things first, thank you so much for all the love, the support, all the messages that I am receiving about this podcast. I launched it honestly just this past week and I am overwhelmed with all of the love that I have been receiving. And guys, I am doing this for you. So please be transparent. Don't hold back. Let me know your feedback and let me know topics that you want to hear about that will help you on your self-development and self-awareness journey so we can grow this bomb-ass community together. Jumping into today's topic, we are discussing the feeling and idea of being overwhelmed. Can I get an invisible hand if you have felt overwhelmed either right now in the beginning of the new year, in 2020, or at any time in your life. (laughs) Right now, where we are at in 2021, we have been presented with a reality and environment that is extremely unfamiliar to us. So right now, what we might be feeling overwhelmed with can be very different than what we felt overwhelmed with in 2019, right? Maybe now looking back at 2019, it's like, yeah, those were normal feelings, and ideas around being overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed with work. I was overwhelmed with maybe moving. I was overwhelmed with being able to attend all the social events during the holidays, right? And it can be very different. But still, the feeling of overwhelmed is oftentimes a feeling that's associated with not feeling like you have control over the situation at hand. And Something that has helped me is looking at my life as though it's in seasons, regardless of what it is that's going on, regardless is if I'm busy at work, I'm launching a podcast, we're in the middle of a pandemic, whatever it is, I look at my life as though it's in seasons. I accept and understand that some seasons are busier than others. Example, the holidays regardless of what's going on, is always busy. And you're trying to figure out your schedule. If you have a partner, you're trying to see all your family members, you want to attend events, whatever it is, right? The holidays are oftentimes very busy. Sometimes there's some additional pressure and we're feeling a little bit like we're on an adrenaline rush. Now, I understand that and I try to put myself in a perspective that I will not allow myself to be burnt out. I will do the best I can with what I have at hand and know come after the new year, come mid-January, it is a slower season. It will be more chill. I'll have more downtime. So what that does is it allows me and helps me actually appreciate the present moment at that time. Like instead of being with your parents or your family all the time during the holidays and being like, oh my gosh, you're driving me absolutely insane. You're asking me so many questions. You're asking when the hell am I going to get married? When am I going to have kids? When am I going to do this? When am I going to do that? Right? Instead of getting annoyed and frustrated with that, 
shifting the lens a little bit to be a bit more appreciative of what's happening in the present moment, knowing that it will shift very shortly. And this is what it's like when you're looking at your life in seasons. Now, with that being said, I understand that this season we are all going through together is one hell of a ride. It's very unfamiliar to us. It's causing a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of unknown and there's a lot that feels like we're out of control. However, this episode is not to give you a sympathy card. It's not here to just make you feel better about you spinning out of control and feeling like a hot mess express. Although I do empathize with that and I totally get you, man, that is not going to help you and controlling and making adjustments in this feeling of overwhelm. So I'm actually going to give you tangible tips that you can implement into your life when this feeling of overwhelm comes up to the surface. You might be feeling overwhelmed as you're listening to this podcast. You might have felt it last night. You might feel like, man, I've been overwhelmed for two months and we are going to do something about that today. After this podcast, you will have tangible tips to take away and implement into your life immediately that will help you with the feeling of overwhelm. When we are feeling overwhelmed, we are essentially telling ourselves that we cannot handle the current situation. Our thoughts are telling our mind that we cannot handle this, therefore trickling down into the body, which oftentimes creates this feeling of anxiety, either in your chest or in your gut. Sometimes you get like a knot in your stomach, right? So it is us essentially telling ourselves that we cannot handle the situation, therefore leading us to this feeling of almost like spinning out of control. And the feeling of overwhelm can really vary. It can just be like a constant lingering kind of just shitty feeling. (laughs) And it can also be to a point of like, you're bordering a panic attack and you're like, I'm going to black out because I just like cannot handle what is going on. You're having hot flashes. You're all over the place. And you feel like you truly do not have control over your mind or your body, right? So when we are feeling overwhelmed, Everything that is coming through and being processed will go through a filter and affect our mood, therefore affect how we behave in response to a current circumstance. And oftentimes when we are feeling feeling overwhelmed, we are not in a great mood, right? Because we feel like we don't have control. We're a little bit erratic. We can't seem to get out of a brain frog and actually streamline what the hell is going on. Therefore, when new things and new information and new situations get presented to us, we filter it through this negative mood and we don't respond well, which then compiles on top of this feeling of overwhelm because it's a compound effect because we, again, feel like we have no control and then you're upset with yourself because you did not handle a situation accordingly or how you wish you did. So ways that we can actually adjust this. Because when we are overwhelmed, we do not want to be taking it out on people that are closest to us, but oftentimes that's what it leads to because they're the people that we're most comfortable with and we need an outlet of some sort. But I'm here to tell you that this is your control. This is in your control because you are telling yourself you're overwhelmed. You are telling yourself that you are not able to handle the situation at hand. So how we're first going to make this adjustment, set yourself up for a success. And this, this first step is truly long-term. This is to help you to avoid overwhelm at its highest degree in the future. Okay. So the first step is your morning routine. 
Now, people that know me personally know that I'm pretty strict with my morning routine, but I got to say, I was never like this before. And there were reasons that I needed to change this in my life because I found I was waking up and reacting to the world versus reacting to my my internal reality. Therefore, I was allowing my external world to dictate how I felt instead of setting myself up for success and letting the world know, like, no, this is how I'm presenting myself today. This is how I feel because I'm in control of my morning routine. I understand that a morning routine varies with everyone. If you are a mom or a dad, you're a parent, it is very different when you have kids. If you're in school, also very different, right? If you're living at home, if you're living on your own. But there are things that you can do in your current environment that can set you up for success. Now, I'm pretty structured with my morning routine. However, I allow it to have flexibility depending on the season that I'm in. So kind of my non-negotiables are I wake up and I do not look at my phone for the first hour. Now, this is with work emails, with responding to text messages, to social media. This can be very challenging when you first start to do this because it's second nature to grab your phone, especially if you're looking at it for your alarm. But I literally hit my alarm and put my phone face down and do not approach it for an hour. And I think this is really important for people to start doing now because of what is going on in the current world. We are so heavily dependent on our phones and we're even more connected to our phones than what we were before. But you don't understand when you start to consume before you create, you are essentially reacting to the world and reacting to what is going online online and what is going on in your phone before actually assessing how you're feeling. Again, allowing that to kind of predict and control how you're going to approach your day. So wake up, no phone for an hour. I then start with a hot lemon water and you can do your research on like your health procedure and process. Um, I have some flexibility with it, but I try my best to ha- all in moderation. And I start with lemon water because it's great for the digestive system. It's amazing for your skin and it essentially um, detoxifies your liver and like kickstarts your metabolism. So I wake up, have this lemon water, and then I usually have some other form of like healthy drink. It's either like a smoothie or bone broth. And then around like 11, 1130, I have a coffee. And this routine has helped me so much because before I would honestly bounce out of bed, be like, I need my coffee right now. Like I can't function without it. I have brain fog without it. I have a headache without it. And again, if you start looking at it, like that coffee and drink is literally dictating how I'm starting my day. So this way I'm actually able to enjoy it come 11.30 and then I allow myself to make like a beautiful breakfast or lunch and depending on how hungry I am. So with that being said, in between that time while I'm enjoying this lemon water or smoothie, oftentimes I would either shower, um, do a meditation, have a stretch and I, I got into a routine later in 2020 where I used to love to read, stay in bed and read for an hour. Now... That worked for the season that I was in. But for the season that I'm in now, it's a little bit busier. I'm studying a course right now to get a certification. Therefore, my morning looks like my lemon water, a couple of stretches, getting to my desk and studying before my workday. So see how there's structure within that, but I'm also flexible. 
So setting yourself up for success is really important because then it allows you to control your morning and that will help you long-term with overwhelm. Second step to help you with overwhelm is this concept of brain dump. Mel Robbins put this forth and this is essentially emptying your mind completely to be able to fill up your own cup. So this is literally taking a pen to paper, taking two minutes of your time and writing down everything on your mind. And now this is not a structured to-do list, okay? This is literally getting everything from your mind onto paper. It does not mean need to make sense. You can crumple it up and throw it out. You can burn it. It does not matter. It's emptying your mind so you can actually have a clean slate and figure out how you need to fill yourself up to give yourself the resources that you need to have a productive day. And this is important because we fall into this trap of being busy versus productive. And overwhelm contributes to that. When we are overwhelmed, do you catch yourself like pacing back and forth, writing like a million different to-do lists, being frantic and not truly taking action? to actually have a productive day. And when you're productive, you will start to feel better because you're actually getting things done efficiently. But when you're in a state of being overwhelmed, you just are in this busy hamster wheel effect that's actually not serving you. And this is kind of like a societal thing. How often do you run into somebody on the street and it's like, oh my God, I am just so busy. And it's like, they want an award for it. And I'm I'm using this example because I'm so guilty of it. At one point, I'm like, I'm literally the busiest person I know. And that's because I choose to take on all these different things. But I look at it now, it's like, I am very productive with my time and energy. And when I feel overwhelmed, I get all the shit in my mind out on paper and start to prioritize it. Getting to step number three understand and get clarity around your priorities in all areas of life. What are your priorities? Now write down five priorities in your life, whether it's family, whether it's spending time with your partner, whether it's your physical fitness, whether it's your health journey, whatever it is, get clear on your priorities. Okay. Now, From there, based on all these things that you have to do that you kind of wrote down in your brain dump, write three things that you could do today that are top of your priorities that actually serve your main dream, desire, and goal that you're trying to achieve, okay? So if it's like you're trying to achieve um, a healthier communicative relationship with your partner, That would be one of your priorities. So what can you do on your to-do list today that will serve that? Getting clarity around your priorities is so, so important because it literally puts your life into perspective. And one good thing that I think coming out of 2020, it put people's priorities truly into perspective. It made you realize like where you spend your time and energy and where it does not serve you. Start looking at yourself when you wake up as though you have 100 watts of energy. Okay. And then you're thinking about your day and it's like, okay, 10% is going to go here. 10% is going to go to my kids. 50% is going to go to work. Start dividing yourself up accordingly and start really looking at where you spend your time and energy. This action and implementing this into my life has truly changed how I live my day to day. Okay, priorities is everything. When you are feeling whelmed, it is because you're not prioritizing what is truly important to you. So you need to understand what the main goal is, 
what three things you can action today, what can be left for tomorrow, and like what are your non-negotiables. Doing this will make you energetically aligned with your purpose and your reason to show up every single day and you'll notice you'll start vibrating at a higher frequency. Therefore, you will be able to go about your day without feeling overwhelmed to give yourself realistic expectations and will be actually able to be productive and accomplish those tasks throughout the day because you have an overall view crystal clear of what you need and want to do. From there is step number four, and this is the concept of eat the frog. This is by Mark Twain. It's kind of a funny, I don't know, metaphor, I guess, in a sense, but essentially what he means by that is do the thing you want to do least first, because looking at the frog all day will not make you want to eat it more. So you might as well do it first. It all, it's also the same saying as you got to rip the bandaid off. You just got to do it. You got to take action. And that also leads into that idea of being productive versus being busy, right? When you're productive and you're actually taking action in your life, you're starting to get things done. So it creates a sense of momentum where you start to feel fulfilled and accomplished and like you're moving forward versus when you're busy, you're in that state before your brain dump where a million things are going on. You have no clarity of what your priorities are and you don't actually even know what truly needs to be done and where to start, okay? So when you do get your priorities clear, do the thing you don't want to first and just take action. Step number five, learn to say no. (laughs) And let me tell you, this has been a huge learning lesson for me and I am still working on it. Sometimes, some days it's easier than others. And sometimes with people, it's easier to say to than others. And this is coming from like a recovering people pleaser. In a sense, I've always felt like I've kind of been a people pleaser. I do not enjoy confrontation and I always want people to be happy with me. And I, if anyone is familiar with the Enneagram, it's essentially a personality test. I'm an Enneagram too. I'm an empath. I'm super sensitive and I always want to help and fix people's situations. Okay. That's where I feel fulfilled and rewarded. So when people are asking me to do something, I always would want to say yes. And I would always spread myself too thin. I would always try to commit to way too many engagements. And saying no has truly given me a sense of empowerment, like a sense of strength. This literally happened to me yesterday in work. I was asked to do something Um, and it wasn't required. It was like above and beyond. And I was just trying to see if I could fit it into my schedule. It was going to be super time consuming. And I just realized I'm like, no. And somebody else in the email thread was saying no. And, um, obviously giving an explanation as to why they couldn't fulfill this ask, which is completely fine. But I'm just like, no, without an explanation. Cause I'm like, I don't need to give an explanation. Like I'm just saying no, I am not able to fill, fulfill this. If I if I could, I would. But like, no, it is not going to serve me. Um, and it's best if we find somebody else. 
And obviously this varies depending on the ask and like, especially in the work environment, like if your manager or someone is asking you to do something, like of course it's a part of your job, but truly understanding in all areas of life where you can start saying no. Because it's so funny, a few years ago, I felt like it was a thing like, start saying yes to more, say yes. I think there's a book like that's called Yes or something. And it's about being a yes person. And it's, it's a little bit of both, a little bit in moderation. It's like yes to challenges, yes to new things, yes to jumping and stepping outside of your comfort zone, but no to shit and things that do not serve you. If you are being asked to put your time and energy in a place that isn't filling up your cup, that isn't serving you, that isn't encouraging growth and prosperity, start saying no and you will see a shift in empowerment and that feeling of overwhelm will slowly start to fizzle out. Step number five, learn to delegate and ask for help. This is a huge one. Oh my goodness. And I feel like particularly with women, Well, the women in my life, we are all so natural at multitasking, which is, again, something I'm really trying to work on because we want to do it all and we want to do it all ourselves and accomplish everything. But learn to ask for help because understand that that is truly helping you in the long run. This is helping your body vessel feel healthier, feel calmer with less stress and less overwhelm. I can give an example is my to-do list one day um, is massive, right? I have a crazy work day. I have a million things going on. I want to go to the gym. I want to accomplish so much. And I'm like, I write out a grocery list. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to go to the grocery list and say, for example, my partner is having a bit more chill of a day. Okay. And he's chilling on the couch and I'm like, no, I have to go do the groceries. Um, And this is because that's something I enjoy. (laughs) It's not because it's something that's expected. It's because something I enjoy. I like to cook. I like to plan the meals. And but this going to the grocery store is going to consume at least another hour of my time. And time is everything. So. I remember this one day. It was quite funny. I was telling my girlfriends, I'm like, I'm going to ask my partner to go to the grocery store for me and go with a go with a list and get um, everything on the list and obviously anything additional that he would like. And of course, he thinks nothing of this. He's like, yeah, perfect. No problem, babe. Like, I'm super happy to do that. Like, I'm happy to do this more if needed. But I'm just like from a controlling state on my end, I like, oh gosh, it was like opening my fingers, like letting the grip go, like allowing somebody else to do this for me, which is absolutely ridiculous if they have more capacity than I do, instead of like me being overwhelmed and frustrated and not feeling like I have enough time on my side, I merely could just ask for help, okay? So you can do this again in all areas of your life with your relationship with your siblings with your parents like at work you don't need to do everything on your own and understand that you're actually loving yourself more when you are asking for help all of you people out there that are hosting like a christmas dinner in 2021 because fingers crossed we're all going to be able to get together make it a potluck man it's not all on you like come together like take that stress off of yourself okay So let's do a recap, shall we? First, start with a morning routine. This will help you long-term not feel overwhelmed. 
Number two, brain dump. Get everything out of your mind and onto paper. It does not need to make sense. Number three, learn your priorities. Get crystal clear around these. And then from there, list your three things that you can do today, take action on, that will serve up to those priorities. Number four, eat the frog. Essentially, do what you don't want to first to rip that Band-Aid off. Number five, learn to say no. No, (laughs) you do not need to say yes to everything. Number six, learn to delegate and ask for help. This will serve you in filling up your own cup. You don't need to do everything yourself. Now, I just realized, I think I might have screwed up the numbers as I was actually explaining them throughout the podcast, but there's a recap for you. There are six steps. I hope these are super valuable that you can actually implement into your life right now to further help you and support you and not feeling overwhelmed. Okay, until next time, guys. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Gold Digger Guide podcast. If you're looking to find more ways on how to up-level your life, you can find me on Instagram at Brianne Burke, where I share all my tips and tricks on everything mindset and productivity. I am here to serve you. So please share a review. Let me know what you want to hear and let's grow together.